Just how much are we going to miss Taylor Lewan? Just how little are we going to miss Zach Cunningham? And hear from the greatest crooner of all time, Tarry Manilo. This is the Transatlantic Titans podcast. Standing on the arrowhead at arrowhead. Brinkley to snap. Turn to hold. Snap. Set. Kick on the way. Good! One safety in this half. Drive starts at the one and looking for a little breathing room and they get that in. Plenty more. Derek Henry still going. Stays in bounds. He might go. 99 yards for the touchdown. Unbelievable. Welcome, everyone. We thought we would get together. Um, discuss a few things that are going on with the Tennessee Titans. This is the Transatlantic Titans podcast. I am Adam. Harry is with me, looking Hello. incredible as ever. How are you doing? You well? Yeah, really good. Um, not too bad. Everything's going well in life. The boy is almost one, which is a bigger milestone for me than I think it is for him. Um, keeping a child <laughs> alive for a year is pretty impressive. Um, humble oh. brag. And it, then, uh, it absolutely is. Well, congratulations to you. It's not an easy job um, keeping keeping a small person alive. It is amazing work. Um, yeah. How on earth is it a year? Like, yeah, I know. It's crazy. He's a year um, in like two weeks, just under two weeks. So we're in full preparations for a birthday party that he doesn't know is happening nor care about. Um, we're also <laughs> in for a cake smash photo shoot again that he does not care about. Um, so it's... Uh, it's an expensive and lovely time all at the moment for someone who would be perfectly happy with a cardboard box. Um, but yeah, sure, here we are. Everything's grand. I can't complain too much. So yeah, happy days. Excellent. Um, Miles is here as well. Miles, by the way, is sleeveless. I mean, that won't affect the audio recording of this podcast, but just to fill you in, um, how are you doing, Miles? Yeah, I have a slightly higher voice when I uh, take my sleeves off. Um, happy one year, young to little Harry. What, um, what year I'm, sure I'm sure he'll love that. Uh, yeah, feeling feeling good. Happy with the... Uh, am I happy with the off-season? Uh, I need I need football back. I won't uh, lie. English football's doing my head in. I think I speak for a few people where it's just... Yeah. And also joining us, possibly for some of the pod, we'll see how it goes. Brian Hurley, how are you doing up there um, hanging those monkeys? Um, are you good? Yes, uh, it's pretty miserable up here at the minute, but I'm pretty good. I mean, you're in Hartlepool today. I know that. That's why it's miserable. Um... <laughs> it's disgraceful, honestly. <laughs> I mean, if it, I don't, I don't think there's any way for our American, our American listeners to understand what Hartlepool is like. I mean, you just have to come Detroit. over and see it. <laughs> Detroit <laughs> seems seems harsh. Um, uh, Hartlepool, I mean, one of the few things I do know about it is the, the monkey hanging thing. And it's literally that like 100 years ago, a monkey arrived on a boat and they hung him because they actually thought it was a person or like a pirate or something. Uh, is that about the story? I thought this was a euphemism. I had no idea what you were on about. No, it li- it literally it literally happened in Hartlepool like 100 yeah. years ago. Um, yeah, they get called the monkey hangers because they hung a monkey. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that is that is the story, and that is Hartlepool in a nutshell. There you go. Um, unbelievable, Jeff. Unbelievable, Jeff. Yeah, we 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 got together. I think. Yeah, we we're, we're, we're going to get together next, probably for Harry's quiz, and whenever that that comes round, it's it seems less exciting after the season that we've just had to to want to review it and look back on it. But things have been going on for the Titans this week. Um, Ran has started to wield his axe and make some changes to the roster. We've got a bit of a cap situation, let's face it, and we knew that this needed addressing. But there have been some dramatic cuts. I don't know if dramatic's the right word. Um, obviously, the the biggest name, the name dearest to our hearts, is is Taylor Luan, who at time of recording, is no longer a Tennessee Titan. We presume won't be a Tennessee Titan again, but he's been he's been cut to you know, make some cap savings. Obviously, injuries have taken their toll in recent years. What's our reaction to this? Um, Harry, 
Taylor Luan was our longest serving current Tennessee Titan. Um, does it break your heart and be the right decision or a bit of both? Yeah, I mean, I think it is the right decision if you look at it from a purely logical point of view and a purely like objective point of view. Yes, it is the right decision. He's been injured a lot in the last couple of seasons. He, um, when he has played, he has had some great games and also had some games that obviously he is still recovering from those injuries. So, from a logical point of view, yeah, on the amount of cap that he was going to take and the amount of issues that we have with the cap, it needed to be done. Um, but obviously, from a heart point of view and a fan point of view, the the change that he's brought to the Titans organization, obviously not just him, but um, I think he's been a key part of that, has been massive. And uh, it's almost like a bit of an end of an era with J-Rob going. I know he didn't draft him, but J-Rob going and just that tide of change is, has gone. And um, Luan's obviously a huge part of that. And it is sad. He's embodied exactly what we've we've wanted to be, which is tough and a little bit mouthy and in your face. Um, as a Titans franchise under Vrabel in particular. Um, but I think we're slowly turning turning the tide on that and part of that is him going. Brian, what's your reaction? Um, I guess I guess a bit of heartbreak as well. Well, as you all know, probably my favourite player. Um, he, he, he was basically brought in around the time I started following. Not well. Maybe a one or two seasons in, and uh, he's the only player I actually own the shirt of. So it's <laughs> I, I really, I, I really like the guy. Uh, I wish him well, but at the same time, he's not. As much as he's going to be a miss around the dressing room, he's not going to be a miss on the field because he was never on it. Well, this is it. Yeah, I mean, we, I think we're we're all was... probably in agreement on this. You know, it. it... It feels like the right decision. It's it it's sucked, an absolute. But it, it was the right call. Yeah. yeah. And I think even Luan's in agreement with it because he said on his podcast, "I expect to be cut." Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not that he wasn't expecting this, and this is a huge shock. And you know, it's not like we've cut maybe a Henry or or a Tannehill or something like that. Where it would like be a when, shock. We, when we traded, well, we cut uh, Jarrell Casey. That was more of a shock, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, similar, similar, similar cap things going on there. Um, it just, it just, it sort of feels like because he's he's been on the roster since twenty fourteen. He, he's, yeah, I know he hasn't played much in the last couple of years. He's played like I think the last three seasons he's played half the games or or thereabouts. Um, nothing other after week one, twenty twenty two, he didn't play, did he? Um, but it just it feels sort of. There's a void there, maybe not on the field, but that presence and that part of the team's identity almost. Um, Mars, anything, anything, anything to add? Um, he's, I mean, he's in every sense, he's going to be hard to replace. I mean, from a positional point of view, I, I was pushed to say that left tackle over than probably the center is like one of the most important positions on the field. You're Depending on what hand your uh, QB throws with, it's their blind side. It's 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 keeping them upright, and it's a very important position. Which, while he's been injured, we've seen to really struggle to cover, and it, it it's not helped the way Tannehill has been able to progress with the Titans as well, because there is that constant sort of lack of protection over there. I think, I think with with Luan, it's we've almost had the year to prepare for it. I think it was. No one's surprised by the decision. It's a it's a business at the end of the day. It's a business decision. Like if it was all down to emotions, then they they keep him around because he, he is probably one of the leaders in the locker room. And like you said, he's the character that you like to have. Listen, I, I love the way he used to I don't know, use Richard Sherman and everything else, but <laughs> at the end of the day, he can't he can't get on the field. And if he can't get on the field, then he he is not used to the Titans, sadly. I mean an ACL followed by a knee injury like a season later. It's And he's, again, to what Harry said on uh, their podcast, uh, the not as good as our podcast podcast, um, he said that his knee's still not right. I, th- so, I, mean, I mean, they, from... they the word is that they botched the original surgery. Um, yeah, which, which is never good. No, no, quite. So for him to have, like you said, the majority, well, he went down, what, week two or week three last year? And we've had, I think we've had the year to just sort of accept that he's not, coming back we said even if we reduced his contract but 
I, I think there's uh, there's there's strong possibilities he might just retire. To be honest, I think he's probably had a conversation with the the Titans, and they've they've probably gone. Listen, you're you're doing well with your podcast and everything else that's going on, and uh, I enjoyed watching them do stuff where he was on. I think it was on CBS or whatever one it was where he was doing some of the punditry and stuff at the uh, Michigan game, and it's listen. I I think he's a good character, and I think he's got lots to give in that in that world. So. Hope, hopefully he continues to do that and hopefully he continues to sort of fly the flag for the Titans in some way. It just won't be on the field. Mm. Brian, what do, you, what do you think he does next? Um, yeah, I think that... I think, yeah, I think he'll retire. Uh, like like Miles said, he's, he's perfect for the media. He's got the he's got the charisma and he's got the... He's got the respect. You know, people know who he is, whether you love him or hate him. He's always got something to say. And, yeah, I think he's... Obviously, he's busting with the boys now a multi, multi-million dollar sort of brand now, isn't it? So, he's, he's got that to fall back on. I, I don't see how he... He's made his money. Does he need to risk his health anymore? I don't think it's... If it was me, you know, if I was in this position, I'd retire. But, you know, he might I, get... I mean... He came you out. Know, someone said, could call out. Someone, someone, a contender could call out to him, you know, and say, "Look, come, 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 see us for a year. We'll pay handsomely, you know. As long as it's not in the in the south, he'll be good. He, he might take it." Well, that that's what he said. He won't play for another AFC South team. But the way he said, the way he came out and said that suggests that he thinks he's got more to give somewhere. Now, I don't, I don't, I don't know if if I'm if you're a contender, and you. You need a stopgap left tackle. It feels like a, I don't know. It feels like a bit of a gamble. But I suppose if that's what, what you've got to lose a year's wages, or you, you're only offering him a short term, short term contract, yeah. then maybe that's the risk you take. I don't, I don't know. I think it's, yeah. I, I kind of like to see him retire selfishly because my heart would break to see him go somewhere, somewhere else. Like unless. Well, no, I, I, I don't know. My heart would it might break selfishly, but would I begrudge him like a shot at a Super Bowl ring if that's what happened? No, I wouldn't. It's not like a it's not like an AJ Brown thing going on here. Far from it. Um, do would I? I kind of love like I get what you're saying about the media and that his podcast and that why well, his podcast is going to continue regardless, isn't it? Um, you won't. Will Will Compton literally wouldn't let him um, stop doing that, uh, but. I'd I'd love for him to have some sort of coaching or like some sort of role with the Titans. Like the the amount he could offer, and I, I mean whether he's a coaching type, I I don't know. But his experience and his his skills and his personality, you would think he would offer a huge amount of mentorship, whatever. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm just not not ready to go, Harry. Um, it's tough. No, and also I think with that, if he isn't in a team or anything like that, you can bet your bottom dollar that he's there in London, whenever that is. And <laughs> oh, crossed. I hope so. Do you think he'll be think... in the Baraboy and Banker? Well, uh, that, that's what I was about to say. Fingers crossed, Baraboy Banker. Couple of beers with the boys. Pop it on it. You know, a night that we won't remember nor forget anytime soon. And uh, I think you know. So from a very selfish point of view of wanting to go on the absolute raz. With Ted <laughs> I mean, I'm quite happy if he doesn't play for us or any other team, really. Um, but yeah, no, I, like I think he would be great from a media point of view, coaching, or if he decides to continue playing, it's a gamble for whatever team take take that gamble. But you know, he's got three great avenues that are open to him, and you know, he can be successful in. I I believe, and that's a real true mark of a good player and a fantastic franchise player for us that he could go in so many different directions and still be successful and uh, yeah he will be missed by the franchise if he doesn't stay as part of it Um, but unfortunately every player has their time and his is now with us and it's the the reason why you support a team and not a player you know because yes you have your favourite players and you have your favourite you know, guys that you love to see do well or get an inception or, you know, a massive reception or run or, you know, a great throw or whatever it is. But, you know, it's Titans, regardless of how awful we may be this year or how great we may be this year. 
it's still the Titans <laughs> that we support rather than the Taylor Lewan or the Jayon Browns or the, you know, whoever the Blazing Games of this world that, you know, we <laughs> we have a love for, but ultimately we have a love for them because they played for our team and, and supported them and, and embodied what we want to see from our team. Of, of course. I, I, I think with, with, with Taylor, it's so much of it for me is like he's transcended two or th- well he's transcended a couple of eras because he ca- he came in when we were absolutely god awful you know when the the our facebook group started all those years ago that was that era you know the the ken wisenhunt um, charlie whitehurst uh, that's that's his rookie season um and you know 2 and 14 i think 2014 when he he first came into the team and you know, probably instantly just about the best player in the roster, obviously, other than other than Brett Kern. Um, that goes without saying. Um, but he's come in and it didn't take him long to have a big impact. Um, and we know, as 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 Miles said, how important that left tackle position is. And as soon as you've got a half-decent offensive line, next season we're drafting Marcus Mariota and you see immediately the relationship Taylor... Taylor has with him and protect that guy at all costs. And it was, that's, that's the way he was. And he brought a a new standard to the team. I mean, him and Mike Malarkey, actually, I don't think Mike Malarkey gets enough credit for turning things around. Um, Delaney as well. Delaney was, was there throughout, throughout that time. And um, yeah, he deserves, yeah, he just, he's just a, huge part of our history and a huge part of us us turning that awful team around into something competitive that's suddenly taken seriously again um, and yeah, there probably aren't that many people that you have that you could say that um, Miles what's your, what's your favourite memory Taylor Loire memory or moment or whatever I'm throwing this at you but you know. I was going to say I'm well prepared um, <laughs> I enjoyed uh, it was at the Sherman I keep on saying Sherman as if I'm remembering it correctly, but the was it Sherman or was it Norman that I'm mistaken him with? I'm uh, mistaken it, was, it with a Sher- well, there've been incidents with both of them. Sher- Sherman uh, Sherman stuck a late hit on Marcus. Any situation with a yeah, anything with a cornerback where he picks them up and lobs them, basically, and then points at them after we uh, beat them. I greatly enjoy. I, I, I from a personality point of view, I, I love Taylor. I mean, like like I said, on the field. He'd done great things for us, and he was. He was a leader on, on that offensive line. He had to carry that line a lot of the times. But then, like, the stuff he'd done off the field as well, like, when you see him at the ice hockey games and stuff, chugging beers and everything <laughs> yeah. else, like, the, the, the full... He, he, he is, at the end of the day, even though it's a business, it's also an entertainment, and fans are going to come to see personalities like that. And he he definitely sort of carried the flag for the Titans, not just on the field, but off the field. So that, that that's why it's a shame. Like I said, it, it's it's... It's a business where we have to let him go. Um, hopefully, like I said, he comes back. But he's done nothing but have his name in lights for, for years with the fans. And that's why it is a shame that he's. it's now come this way. Like injuries have had to cut it short at the end of the day. But he's, he's done nothing but be great for us. Yeah. Harry, any memories to add? Yeah, well, not to add. I was just going to say about that. Um, Nashville Preds in the Stanley Cup finals. <laughs> I remember staying up every every game to watch it and just watch now at the beginning. And I think actually this is one thing that Nashville does and I can't really speak for other markets, but I think this is something that Nashville does really well as their market of that they support one another's sort of teams. So Nashville Soccer Club now, um, the Sounds have got a bit involved with it, which is their AAA affiliate. I think it, um, I think then, it works in Nashville because a lot of the, they're all all the franchises are quite new. Uh, even the Titans yeah. have only been there twenty four years. Um, the Predators haven't been there, haven't existed that long, have they? It's the same with the the MLS MLS side. So it kind of it kind of works. There's no bad blood or history or anything, any reason for conflict there. Yeah, exactly. And just you're watching that and watching. I I can still remember Quentin Spain's face just watching like <laughs> the, the beers down catfish and stuff. It was just it was awesome to watch and actually like from being overseas and obviously living in England and watching that, you're like, that's just awesome. Like to watch two like sports teams proper support each other and just made me fall more in love with Nashville than I already was. Um, and yeah, just that's probably, although 
not football related in any way, shape or form. One of my big memories. <laughs> um, I'm going to throw in, yeah, the like Richard Sherman incident. Uh, there was another one against the Packers. I can't remember who it was on the Packers, but say, just same thing. Mariota took a lick and Luan just wasn't having it, got himself ejected as well. Um, but it was worth it. But like that's that was sort of the early raw Luan, like who probably, I mean, it's probably silly, it's probably stupid, but you loved him for it. Um, but he got he got a big man touchdown. Um, that 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 just <laughs> like obviously that's completely irrelevant, really, to his position and everything. But you can't, you just want you want someone like that to have that in their career, like like well, like somewhat ridiculously Dennis Kelly did as well. Um. But yeah, for Taylor Lewan to get that, get that touchdown against the Colts, turn show that speed. Um, it wasn't even right on the goal line, was it? It was sort of ten yards out, and he's um, waddling into the end zone like he did. Um, just, just brilliant. Um, I just want to, just as a, a way of uh, <laughs> moving on, not for any particular reason. Um, just a couple of tweets that. Taylor once posted to just somehow sum up how he felt about the team, how he felt about the fan base. You know, thank you to every single Titan fan, whether you loved me or hated me. All I've ever wanted was to make this city proud and help bring back a franchise. Thank you so much. Um, I hope I did enough to create something all the Titans fans can be proud of. I love you all. Released on the same day, Robert Woods tweeted, I'm free. Bit of a contrast. Um, I don't think Robert think Woods is going to quite... Field quite get the the airtime on here that Taylor Lewan did. Um there's no need for that, is there? And what did well what did you make of I mean the decision again probably seemed obvious, but what did you make of all that, Mars? I mean it, it's a sign really that you shouldn't sign thirty plus year old wide receivers that are coming off a big injury because two years in a row now we seem to have uh, messed that one up with uh, Julio and then Bobby. Um, I know, was it Neil that was quite excited about the prospect of this? Um, was it Neil? I don't know if I'm on the bus just in case, but I know one of us was quite excited at the idea of him joining on. And it just hasn't been there for him. He hasn't, he hasn't, like we said, it was ironic that he tweeted free when he couldn't really get free on the field. He never seemed <laughs> yeah. to really have any separation. Um, he just seemed to struggle quite a lot. And granted, the, the QB play in general this year hasn't helped him, hasn't helped him. But at the same time, he hasn't made plays when he's had the ball in his hands, and it's a shame. But yeah, that's he's he's lucky that he's getting spoke about. To be honest, yeah, Harry, is there anything? The only thing I didn't like about it, like I don't care if he's if he's got that's how he wants to let it off his chest. Fine, that's up to him. But the only thing that worried me was if you if you do you feel there's a sense of like there's any anything we should be worried about, about locker room harmony or anything like that? Or do you think it's just him being? Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily locker room harmony. I think, you know, our sighted quarterback play being a bit of an issue, injuries, O-line play, not being able to have the time to get the separation that probably he he would have thought he had um, going from a... Yeah, but it struck me as like a shot at somebody or or the, the... Not necessarily the fan base, but maybe the team or the coaching staff. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe the scheme as well. You know, we are a very run-heavy team, which naturally will not play to a wide receiver's strengths nine times out of ten because we're not throwing it as much as a, you know, San Francisco is. Although San Francisco has a great running game, but you know, they're they're at least getting players open in a creative way. Whereas actually, we weren't last year. There's very few plays where you can pinpoint and say that's a fantastic you know, play script or that's a fantastic um, play call because it was boring a lot of the time, the stuff that we did. It was predictable when it wasn't anything special. Hopefully that changes going forward because of the new OC and although we've promoted from within, but hopefully we've learned from mistakes Um, and hopefully those things continue to improve. But yeah, I think it's more to do with scheme, maybe locker room and, and Vrabel, I think probably is quite a polarizing character. I can imagine he'd be quite difficult to work for if you weren't his favourite friend. Um, I think he'd probably let you know he wasn't particularly keen on why we got you in. And um, yeah, but I I, tr- I trust him to get those calls right. Like if he if he didn't like Bobby Trees, then I'm 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 backing Vrabel to be to have a valid reason why he didn't like Bobby Trees. And if 
he reacts like that. That's why I just thought I'd ask ask the question. I don't like I don't feel particularly concerned by it. You know, some 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 players are divas, aren't they? Some players some players are, just don't have the right attitude. I thought it was a good a decent signing when we picked him up, but it didn't like the performances didn't warrant keeping him with the the cap situation. So you know that seemed a seemed a no brainer. Um, yeah. To be to be fair, he like I don't think he necessarily played particularly well, but he wasn't dealt the best hand with how our offense was functioning, and but and also with the injury doubts, he did stay on the field, which not not every player is doing that for the for the Titans, um, but. Yeah. Not every player, not not any player, really. Well, really. not meant, no, yeah, no. <laughs> no. Um, also, also, again, and not 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 a surprise. Zach Cunningham, which we all saw coming, uh, didn't didn't really live up to the hype, did he? No sacks in just over a year for the team. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say he was he was terrible or anything like that, uh, but yeah, again. I see why we signed him, um, but I also see why we cut him. That didn't seem a a difficult decision. Anything, anything to add on Cunningham, Mars? I thought it was crap. Um, <laughs> personally, um, I think I, I, I listen. I'll I'll ring the bell of we need a good linebacker until I go blue in the face. It's it's a position that I feel we've really struggled with. We've had the odd exception here and there that have come in made a bit of an impact, but your middle linebacker in our system needs to do a lot better than what he was doing. And he missed a lot of tackles. He, he was one of them that he racks up a lot of tackles, I think, half the time for being in the wrong place. Like, he's in, he's in, he just falls lucky into people. People run into him rather than him making tackles. I think that's how his career's been, to be honest, in Houston. And I was never a fan. Um, oh, I think, I I think he well was a good, a... at his peak, he was a good player. I mean, we're obviously playing him twice a year. So you thought yeah, you but, probably notice him a bit more, but it's because I'll run him. We we ran the ball all the time, so yeah. In, in yeah. terms of like tackling, yeah, he might be all right, but his coverage was terrible. Like it was really bad, and fundamentally, yeah, you can be an old-fashioned tackling linebacker, but the way this league's moving and then the amount of speed involved, you've got to be able to cover players, which he just couldn't. Um, so yeah, I'm glad he's gone. To be honest, um, predictable again, but I'm I'm happy. Okay, the slightly surprising one, um, the kicker, Randy Bullock. Um, I mean, yeah, surprisingly high cap hit for a kicker, I suppose. So, yeah, okay, fine. If that's that, that's the way we're going to play it. Um, but I didn't necessarily expect that one. Harry, are you are you sad to see the the back of Randy? No, I, I did like Big Bones Randy, but I think the game's actually now becoming a point where you have to be able to kick from distance and he just didn't have the leg that is required for us. Um, I think he missed, you know, half of his tries from over 47 yards, just hasn't really been up to much as, or as much as we would have liked him to be. Um, Consistent from a shorter base, but we weren't getting far enough down the field to get to that shorter base. And, Looking forward, although free agency hasn't started and things like that yet, and our draft hasn't even, you know, kicked off, will we be getting far enough down the field to warrant a kicker that can't kick past 50? Probably not. Um, so I'd rather, you know, we've kept that rookie on on um, practice squad and bits and bobs throughout the year, last year, and see how he goes, bring in some camp competition, and who knows, we could have another Stonehouse situation and hopefully find someone with a booming leg and a bit of accuracy. It's a, it's Shudak, isn't it? I think like he he came in for that game, didn't he? But fine, I think he's he's shown enough to he might end up winning the job. But we could find a rookie or undrafted or a free agent. Who knows? It's obviously it's easy with a kicker, but it's a position that you got to get right. Um, so a lot of the fan base seem to be a bit sort of the again the good riddance vibe with Randy, but I don't feel like that. I think he won us more games than he lost probably in the couple of years that we had him. Uh, Miles, I know you're going to stick up for him. Your guy, isn't he? He's, he's one of the boys, Randy. Um, many many a Sunday feeling super Randy. And now that's gone. I mean, me and him had so much in common. Um, I'm also fairly accurate, but lack length. 
Um, <laughs> where, where, I was gonna say where where where's this going? Um, big boned. Um, but yeah, I I it, I think it was more of a surprise more than anything with Brandy. It was just like, yeah, it's Luan sort of coming Cunningham. I mean, he's crap, so it should have been happening. Uh, again, Bobby Woods sort of, yeah, okay. Just didn't really see it. Like it, it, we always speak about how we just want a kicker to be able to like go to the toilet when we score the touchdown and know that you're going to get the extra point. And more often than not, you that happened. And again, from short range, he was a bit sucker esque Maybe not to that standard, but he felt fairly fairly automatic. But like Harry said, when it came to the long distance ones, it it, it is a growing league. And when you when you see some of these kickers that are fairly automatic, like if you kick from if you don't kick from fifty yards now, it's almost like, well, hold on, how did you miss that? When you see people who are nailing these like sixty five or whatever the record is these days, and it is. It's a growing league at the end of the day, and you have to basically be perfect. And he wasn't perfect. He was to me, but from a business standpoint, he was not. Um, so again, bit of a bit of a shame. But um, you know, I'm sure he'll end up somewhere else on a practice squad for a bit. He might kick again. Who knows? He's he's not he's going played. anywhere. And he's done the rounds in the NFL as Randy, hasn't he? Um, <laughs> weirdly, a lot of the AFC, of, uh, yeah, kickers. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, I wish him well. I don't, I don't harbour sort of bitterness with him, anything, anything like that. I mean, he he did a job, but as as Harry says, you you need to be able to kick field goals from fifty yards more consistently. And we said this before with Rob Baronis, Ryan Suckup, we were blessed with that consistency for so long, and it's felt weird the last couple of years when we haven't had it. Not just not just with Randy, but the previous couple of years, and we want to get back to that, and especially the way we're built. Uh, this team run run first. You're probably going to come up unstuck around the thirty thirty five yard line more than other teams. Maybe it just oh, that's the way it feels anyway. Um, and you need to be able to take those three points with a high level of confidence, and we haven't had that. So there we go. Um, Randy Randy is on his way. Could be some other names over the coming days and weeks. There was a rumour about Ben Jones. Now, I suspect Ben Jones might end up retiring. There's nothing been nothing been announced despite that that rumour, which seems to come from Taylor Lewan, actually. Um, but that that will break my heart. But again, it's probably the right time. Harry, how do you feel about um, old BJ? I mean, yeah, he's been a, a great servant for the club since he joined from the Texans. And when he joined, I, I'll be honest, I didn't really see the appeal. I just thought, you know, it's a stopping player. I was never massively aware of him from the Texans' point of view. But actually, when he's joined us, I think he's become a key point of both that mentorship of the O-line and helping young yeah. players around him. Um, Nate Davis is a really good example of that. Um, and then you know, a solid, dependable, athletic big man who, you know, we've not had to worry about an injury for except for the very end of his time with us. And, you know, we've known exactly what he's been getting. And if he does retire or, or you know, get cut or whatever it is, I think it is probably retirement. Ryan Tannehill is going to have to build that chemistry with someone else. And that's always a bit of a risk, as we saw in Arizona and different places who can get a snap off for half the time. Yeah. Um, well, assuming it is Tannehill, we might come to that. Um, another another name that could be on the way out, Bud Dupree, Miles. Now, I think, weirdly, the situation with Bud Dupree is it actually makes more sense to hang on to him until the 1st of June. Um, but is there any any way you see him staying on the team beyond that? Um, I think when Dupree was on the field, he was... I, I, we were a better defence when he was on the field. Um, but again, fundamentally, he's missed games. I think we're probably going to see him get caught. I, I expected it to be announced at the same time as all these other ones happened. I, I, like you said, I think it is down to a business reason that it has to be delayed. Um, but I can see it happening. And again, it is a bit of a, it's a, bit of a shame. I, I do feel like there's a talent there. I, I, I rate him as a player a lot. It's just he's not on the field as much as we'd like to see. So again, from a from a business point of view, which is again, I keep saying that's all it's down to at the end of the day. But we've we, we're on a we're on a sort of a full 
rebuild now. So we need. I mean, all, all these guys are at the older, at the back end of their careers, and that's not a coincidence, it's, is it? It's true, and you see these teams like the like the Bengals and other teams where these these young rookies or second year, third year players are making instant impacts in this league. Like the best receivers in the league now are Chase and Jefferson, who are only short into their career. Like quarterback wise, you've got Burrow and everything else. It's like it's a young man's game. Like you can be experienced, and in certain positions, I do feel like experience is the like on the offensive line. I do think you need that experience, but like there's a lot of other positions where actually having a young, athletic, talented players where it comes down to getting you to the Super Bowl. And we've had far too many misses lately with free agents and everything else that I think we need to start making some good hits in the draft and we need to be a bit more um, smart with the way that we are picking up free agents or trades as we might see in the coming weeks because I feel like there isn't as much out there for the free agency market as there has been in the past few years. And I can see trades being a lot more... um, in the in for this off season anyway. All of this stuff, I'll give you a positive. All of this stuff makes me feel it's more likely that we're going to pay Big Jeff. Um, and that seems to be the the vibe, doesn't it? That seems to be the the rumor that um, Ran Ran Carthon believes in youth over experience, or certainly believes in Jeff. I have that that impression. Jeff's been out there on Twitter trying to recruit Bobby Wagner, uh, which, by the way, I don't necessarily think is a good. A good idea for similar reasons to picking up some of these guys that we talked about in the first place, uh, but we'll we'll see we'll see on that. I'm not sure we're the right move for Bobby Wagner either, for what it's worth. Uh, but that that says that says to me that Jeff seems committed. I think Jeff wants to get a, a deal done, and that's the impression I have. And we, I think we all want to we all want to see that. Um, well, um, Jeff is our best blocking tight end. We all know about that, Jeff, right? <laughs> Uh, sure. Why not? Um, he's probably he's he's not gone anywhere, has he? Anyway, um, nor has Dennis Daly. But I think that that will that will happen. Um, just a quick one: Tannehill or Henry? Um, Harry, I'll start with you. Any any way that one or both of them gets cut or traded? Yeah. Is it going to be that dramatic? Um. I don't think it will in the end, actually. However, it wouldn't shock me if one or the other goes. Um, purely because when a new GM comes in, there's no loyalty massively to, to the players that have been there for a while. There's no reason why he would necessarily think, all right, I've got to keep this player because I drafted him at this position and he's been my biggest big, biggest success. Or, you know, I traded for him for a fifth-round pick and he's now turned into a quarterback that's played for us for... There's none of that with a new GM. So I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe one of them trade baited. However, neither of them have a good enough trade value, I personally believe, to make it worthwhile for us to to take that plunge. You're not going to get a first for Henry. You're just not going to get that for a running back who's not in a passing game, in a passing league. It's just not going to happen. You're not going to get a first for Tannehill or a second because of his cap hit, his age and his injuries last year. It's just not going to happen. So is it worth then trading those two franchise cornerstones and probably the only bit of stability that we have for a potential second round pick for Henry maybe, which is what we drafted him for, or a third round, fourth round, fifth round pick for Tannehill? And I just don't think it is. And I think that will probably be the only reason why they're not traded because of their actual trade value over what we would need them for. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. You got. I mean, just looking at it from the other perspective, which which makes sense, of course. I feel that Tannehill's the one that might make sense to us, just for the size of the the cap hit and what that could potentially save. Obviously, there's dev money as well, uh, but I I don't know. I think what you what you're saying about like who'd who'd take that on, um, but uh, quarterbacks are hard to come by in the NFL and. You know, Tannehill's proven enough to to teams to show that he can be sort of average, and average ain't bad in this league. Henry, I, don't, I mean that would that would break my heart too much at this stage. I think we could we could squeeze another year or two out of him. I I would think a maybe restructuring the deal again might happen. I don't know, but it's it's a it's a tricky one. Um, Miles, any chance any chance either of them 
leave or would you want to? Well, I wouldn't want to, but would you see an argument for that? So I can't see anything happening with Henry other than, like you said, maybe a, re- a contract restructure or something. I think, especially with the London game this year, we, we, we need to have someone that's like, Derek Henry is the Titans. It's like if you ask most people who slightly know the sport, if we you can't hang on, we're sport, not going to hang on to players just so they've got that the, the listen, NFL UK branding. Um, welcome. welcome. Say, what, what do you mean that the NFL doesn't really care about these UK games? Because uh, that's definitely not the vibe I get. Um, so, following on from that, I I can't see Henry. I can't see Henry being shipped off or anything like that. I think we'll do what we can to keep hold of him. Um, personally, I think, yes, we should trade, drop, whatever, Tannehill. Ah, sorry, my cat just decided to attack me when I said that. Clearly, my cat's a Tannehill fan. Um, but I don't think Tannehill should be quarterback next year. Um, I feel, as I was saying before, that there's a few options out there, either the draft or there's a few... Um, Lamar Jackson style quarterbacks that I'd be quite interested in instead. I know a few people have different opinions, but I feel like we need to we need to start making some big changes, and one of them should be Tannehill. Oh, okay. Um, just to be clear, anyone who's paying attention, I haven't been ignoring Brian. Um, Brian hasn't been here for the last 15, 20 minutes. He is back. Um, Brian, any way that Tannehill and or Derek Henry leave the building in the off season? Um, it wouldn't be a huge shock to me if either left. Um, I agree with what you said yesterday that I don't see both leaving. For me, it would probably be sensible to trade Henry. As da- as as awful as it sounds, we all know he's an elite back. But what what would we get for him though? I mean, what second the second round maybe? You'd have to take a second round if you if it's there. Someone would pay that, I'm sure, for Henry. Um, he's still there's still there's still juice in that in that tank, you know. And for me, I feel I'm I feel like it's a bit paying running backs. Never have been. I know uh, Derek's different, but Derek's definitely different. I he just feel different. like it. Do you know? Like it feels like a used car. I'm going to use this analogy. I don't mean that disrespectfully to anyone, but like. The value of a used car is always way more to its current owner than it is like if you're trying to sell it, um, because you've you've got it. It works. It works for you. Um, but if you're investing in an old used car, um, it's not going to have have great value. I see. I see it a bit like that. I'm not. I'm not sure how much further I can go with that analogy. Um, so I really apologise for that. But that's. He's got huge. Derek. Derek's still got huge value to us, um, and I don't know. I don't know if you get a second. I don't know who's what team would would be willing to give that up for a, you know, a what twenty nine year old running back is he? Yeah, who's not good in a passing game. But again, going back to the culture thing that we were talking about with Luan as well, culture will be huge to try and keep some players who already know about that culture, and. Derek yeah. Henry again is one of those that embodies that hard work attitude that Brable loves to, you know, push yourself harder than anyone else. That we're going to be stronger and tougher than you are. So if we can keep that, then why wouldn't we? If all we're going to get is a second and third round pick, not saying that there won't be a great running back drafted with the second or third or fourth round picks, because there always seems to be one or two that come out the woodwork. But yeah, personally, I'd love to just see him stay a little while and I just don't think the value that we get back if 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 we trade him for a second round pick Nashville's going to go mental oh I'm going to go mental um, but what, what I'd say on that lads is teams teams who've won the Super Bowl in, in, especially in the most recent era how many of them have had an elite back yeah but do you know I you say you say that but how many Derek Henry backs have there don't been? matter? It's it's true. It's horrible, but it's true. Derek Henry matters, and I still think he does. Not as much, maybe, and I get that, which is why I came up with my awful used car analogy. But uh, he's he's a different beast. He brings he brings something that I don't think I don't think anyone else in the league does. You can 
you can wax lyrical I about. I absolutely you. agree. He is. He is a different beast, but is he the same beast he was two years ago? I'm not sure he is. No, he's not, but he's still, he's still he a beast. Free. A couple of times he brought free last year and he was chased down and he, that wasn't happening before the injury. It wasn't. Yeah. But whether it's, whether it's injury or his age or a bit of both, I don't know. But... Probably wear and tear. The man's had about five billion carries. Yeah, he but, deals. But... He, he gives out the wear and tear. That's <laughs> was... true. That's true. <laughs> but what I would say on Tannehill, if if Ran fancies one of these one of these rookies, you know, go get him. Go get him. If like. There have been rumours about trading for the first pick, which I don't think there's any that like unless you unless we're giving up Simmons, which I can't impossibly imagine. I don't I don't I just don't see that. But maybe trading up to like pick four, five, six, something like that. There there might be something in that. Um, but it, that's the big decision. I think it's it's the quarterback, not not Derek Henry. I don't, I don't think there are as many cap consequences or, or roster consequences with that decision as there are with the Tannehill one. Um, um, Miles, we've, we've obviously got your your view on that. Um, but yeah, I think that on balance, maybe that's the more likely one to happen. I feel a yeah, bit heartbroken having... if it was both. <laughs> the rebuild, you've mentioned it before, though, that you support the Titans as much as your, the, the players come and go. We'll still support the Titans. We'll still keep on doing the content if it's Stroud or if it's Jackson or whoever's at quarterback. And yeah, it'll hurt for a bit. But at the end of the day, we, we need to start making a change because we could start falling behind quite quickly. And we, we remember what the years were like when we were going, like 2 and 14 or whatever the records were. And it, yeah, it's nice to have someone that you sort of support from a, a player stand. Like, like I said, Henry sells shirts at the end of the day. I think they might not even need to restructure his contract just because of the money he brings in through that. It's He's the sort of player that you can not so much build around, but like I said, bring, people turn up to lots of times because of players like him. Do people turn up because of players like Ryan Tannehill? That's where I think fundamentally it comes down to. It's Well, you've seen, we've seen that even, even when Tannehill was at his best, 2019-2020, any sort, of, any sort of NFL branding of like where, where you get like the playoff teams and they'll show every team's quarterback and for us they show Derek Henry. Yeah, uh, any caricatures or whatever cartoon like it's it's Henry's the face of the franchise. Every other team it's their quarterback. Um, and I think that I think that's more a reflection on him than Ryan Tannehill for what it's worth. But it's it's true, you know. But it's also what the league is. It's like fundamentally for the Super Bowl that's just happened. The uh, Eagles had a better team than Kansas. But fundamentally, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league and he won a Super Bowl. Like, mm. you need to have a quarterback. Like uh, To what Brian was saying about whether or not you need a running back or not, you need to have a quarterback you can rely on. And as we saw with the Bengals game a couple of years back, that Tannehill lost us that game. As, as great as he's done when he's come in, and like you said, 2019 season, loved it. Can't, can't knock him for what he's done. No one expected it and he's done great. But the quarterback is a position that you need to have and you need to have a reliable, solid player. And then we, we don't have that at this moment in time. I think we have a reliable, solid player. I, I disagree with you on that. Um, but he's, he's a good wide receiver. <laughs> I <don't... laughs> um, but I, I equally, like I could understand if that's the decision we take. And look at the, as a as a numbers thing as much as anything. Like you 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 make these decisions based on all factors combined, don't you? Um, and the size of that contract is one of them. Um, so, like if 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 you think a rookie or someone much cheaper is gives you as much of a chance to win as Ryan Tannehill, then you go with that other option because it's cheaper. So it's or even even if it's slightly going the other way it's a it's a factor isn't it so this is we don't know you know we've got a new gm we don't know what he's thinking and so we, we will we will find out um it's gonna be a what, very what different say, yeah go on sorry regarding obviously the Henry situation obviously we paid Henry, and he deserved he deserved it he deserved his bag but paying paying a running back is paying a position where it's cost us in other areas of the team. 
we've had to we've we've been a running back, and we've had to maybe go cheap on the O line, whereas a good O line will outproduce a good running back. You know, what, do you understand what I'm saying? I I do, but I just I, I, it's just different. It's but it was different with him. I I, I don't think J Rob got that wrong. I don't think anyone. I, I don't. Wrong. I I want. I wanted him to be paid. I, I, I'm not an advocate of paying running backs, as, as I've said before. But for Henry, it, it felt different. He's not. He's not big. He's not built like others. But now, I don't think we got that same version of Henry. I'd, I'd love to be wrong. I think I I I agree that he's not quite the same. I still think he's got a huge amount to offer, and um, whether it's. Yeah. Whether it's it's not worthy of what it was a couple of years ago, I get that. I do, I do. But he's equally, yeah, yeah. It's 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 not. He's not as expensive as Tannehill. If you if you if you're making a choice there, um, so we're okay. paying more for less production. Well, yeah, that's just how it works. And <laughs> you keep you keep kicking it down the to the next year, another restructure or whatever. But that's that's just how it. How it goes? We see it. Some some guys earn their earn their money or get they get paid after when they deserve to get paid. You know, we see that all the time in the NFL. Joe Flacco is the absolute classic <laughs> that Prince thinks to mind. Maybe not the best example, but um, won the won the Super Bowl for the Ravens, then got paid and didn't do a thing after that in in his career. Um, you see that you see that everywhere. Um, it doesn't mean that. Yeah, maybe their salary over their career is about right, but when they earned it, isn't. Uh, but yeah, yeah, rookies, rookies give you better value. That's the that's the bottom line. I think the last time, well, obviously the CBA came up again, but I think the balance still isn't quite right on that for what it's worth. And they put they went too far the other way. I think sort of ten years ago when that one got done, and to reduce what rookies get, but it's. Like it, it creates problems for teams. We saw the the Seattle Seahawks ten years ago winning that Super Bowl, reaching another one, I think, and it was, you know, they were they were all incredible rookies who peaked at the right at the right time, and it was never sustainable. They weren't going to have that dynasty because all those contracts came up at once. Um, it just doesn't, unless you've got a Tom Brady who will take a pay cut. Um, it's near impossible to to keep that going. Um, I digress. Um, we we've probably talked far too long about the Tennessee Titans. Is there anything else that you want to get off your chest related to the Titans? I imagine there's stuff that you might want to get off your chest that isn't related to the Titans, but we'll get there in just a second. Um, no, <laughs> that's what I want to hear. <laughs> um. Oh well, non non Titans related then. Um, Miles, we'll come back at the end of the podcast just to just to say a proper goodbye to Randy. I'm not going to forget that. Um, if you were if you were wondering, um, I'll start with you, Brian. What's uh, what's going on away from the Tennessee Titans? Oh, it's it, most of my yeah non Titans related. Well done the same uh, <laughs> the same football club. I thought you were just going to say Robbie Savage. Um, but <laughs> well, I'm I've hoping a, this I've is going to be happier. I've got a new guy. There's a new yeah. one in the crosshairs. You should be happy. You're about to play at Wembley for the first time in twenty odd years. You know, this should be all all smiles, right? Yeah, but I don't like Eric Ten Hag. I don't like what he's been doing in the media. He's he's trying to influence the referees, and it's annoyed me. He's, he's channeling his inner Fergie. Oh, he's and getting, he's getting under your skin. Is that is that not being him being good at his job? But he's talking. He's he's trying to influence referees, which he's not allowed. And he'll just get swept under the carpet because it's that horrible, horrible club. It's not his fault. Your time wasters. <laughs> I, you... Sorry, I can't hear you all the way down in League One. <laughs> oh. Listen, we beat you three one the last. Oh no, wait, you beat us. That's all right. I'll ease up. I'll ease up. I we beat all of you. None of you can say anything. We beat all of you. You're going a little bit Kevin Keegan, but I'm here for that. I I tell you what, I'd love it if we beat them. 
I'd love it if um, you beat them. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so, so nervous. Um, every time I think about it, I feel sick. I know what's coming. We all know what's coming. They're no, probably the don't. best team. You don't. You don't know. Yeah, we do. Miles is a secret Man United fan. You can tell by his accent. I'm more United than Liverpool. I'll tell you that for free. I mean, that's. I'm not sure that that says very much about them. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm rooting for you, Brian. Obviously, I think I think any neutral is, and if you're not, you want your head scratching. And for kind of some of the stuff that you've been saying, I, I'm I'm setting myself up with disappointment because I know that we can't have nice things. Yeah, um, I'm used to it by now, but I'm a lot less confident I would have been four weeks ago. We're we're out of form there, probably in the form of the last ten years. I can't, might say, be, I can't see us getting anything, but you know, they might be distracted with the Barcelona win and stuff. But behavior. Is he less popular than Fergie was? Would you go that far? Well, Fergie was still kind of popular, wasn't he? I think he sort of... Nobody liked him at the time. but Nobody sort of... liked him, but everyone respected him because of what he'd achieved in the game where Ten Hag's just... Uh, is Matilda still there? <laughs> no, Ten she's... Hag is a uh, knob. <laughs> Um. Okay, um, Harry, what have you? Uh, you got anything to rant about? Nothing really to rant about. No. Um, I mean, obviously, as everyone knows, life is weird and wonderful, and in their own different ways, depending on what you're doing and everything like that. But um, I just wanted to. Sorry, I didn't really plan anything, but um, I've started listening to the High Performance Podcast um, with Jake Humphrey and some psychologists. Um, who I forget the name of, but it's actually been a really interesting listen um, to a lot of things. So they've had Tyson Fury, um, they've had Jordan Henderson, um, Ryan Clark, very varied people on there. But it's all about what a high performance is to them and how they achieve their high performance. And um, Maro Otoji was a fantastic listen a couple of weeks ago. Um, and yeah, it was just one of these things that I've enjoyed. Wait, did you say to. Ryan Clark? Ryan did I Clark, hear you right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I put him in amongst Tyson Fury, Jordan Henderson, and Mario Toji, and Ryan Clark. Yeah. Um, which I really didn't expect to enjoy, but apparently I did. And uh, yeah, it's just one of these things. And actually, I've never really liked Jake Humphrey as a presenter um, of BT Sport and other things, um, F1 as well. But I've gained a better understanding of him, why he does stuff, at, and... I think it's allowed me to think a little bit more about why I say things and why I act the way I do and bits and bobs like that, which I think is a really useful tool for all of us to learn. So if you have a free hour and you fancy listening to a different podcast, other than obviously the Transatlantic Titans, we've obviously got over 100 episodes now. So if you're really bored, you can go back and listen to a few. But um, other than that... Who's going back and listening to old episodes of us? Blimey. You know, a... just in case you want to find out what week 7 in 2019 against the Colts was, I mean, you're more than welcome to. I really don't mind. Um, <laughs> you know, who knows what our rants would have been about then. But um, High Performance Podcast was, or has been a really decent listen to me, uh, or for me, and uh, would highly recommend it to anyone else. So there we are. Okay. And um, Miles... I want to have a rant for my uh, Pratt people out there, of which I am still at heart one of you. Um, facts or facts? Fat, F-A-T. Oh, -A -T, neither of those. Depending right. on how you're saying it. Sorry, again, accent. accent. I honestly, um, honestly thought you were about to talk about fax machines for a moment. Or like missing. Well, we don't get fax machines anymore. Well, um, fax machine. No, this is this um, is a very different conversation. I realise. So, um, I'm a very different size and build from what I was a year ago, um, but this time of year was always my one of my favourite times of year to go to the shop and buy a one pound Easter egg. And when I say one, I mean several. Um, but obviously, when I was going shopping uh, today, I decided to go get my regular boring diet of chicken and rice. I just thought, well, I'll have a look at these things, you know, smell them, hold them, remember what the good times were like. And to my shock, you can actually no longer buy one pound Easter eggs. They have upped the price to one pound 25, which to me is 
up there in the biggest disgraces I think I've heard or seen in my life. In that, this this might be the final straw. I yeah. I'm sick of it. Um, I, granted, <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to buy any. Um, especially not now the price. I did think to myself, you know, cheeky little one pound Kit Kat chunky Easter egg. But no, the people of Tesco, Asda, and all the other chains of supermarkets that are available have all decided, no, enough is enough. The Easter Bunny is an expensive mofo, and we need to charge more. So they have. The problem you've got is that all the, the salads and the fruit and veg are running low due to weather in southern Europe or something. Um, so there are only going to be Easter eggs left in a couple of weeks. So we're just going to have to eat them. Um, but yeah, until man, until I, then, I, good choices. Yeah, it did also. I did want to remind people that you can still send in pictures to our uh, Twitter page of people eating cereal out to their chocolate egg, which I think we, I suggested two years ago, and still didn't receive a single. Picture. Not one single picture of that. Um, Please which... don't make me do it, guys, because I'll I'll eat some Uncle Ben's out of a chocolate egg if it gets the. I we st- I still don't know if they would leak. Like, would the milk leak through? I've, t- I've done it. Cocoa pops out of a chocolate egg. I've done it. Just not recently. Okay. So other cereals are available. Yeah, at Transatlantic TN with any pictures of eating cereal with half just an Easter e- egg as a bowl. Just, just, just eating, to be honest. Me watching people eat is like porn for me now. <laughs> um, yeah, whatever floats your boat. Um I, I'm going to finish on a, not, not a somber note, but um, John Motson passed away this week. Well, it is a somber note, of course it is. Um, but I just wanted to fondly remember the guy. Just the, to, yeah, I don't suppose any American listeners will know who he was. Um, a football, soccer commentator for like 50 years. Um, your Pat Summerall, Jim Nance, Al Michaels equivalent. And... He had he relatively recently retired. It sounds like he he died quite suddenly. They haven't they haven't said why. He was seventy seven and passed away in passed away in his sleep this week. But just so many memories of these the the guy you associate with football growing up, watching watching sport on TV. It's every big game or most big games. John Motson would be would be calling it. Um, so just it, sad to sad to hear, but also nice to see all the old clips and play and spend a lot of time watching old clips of of Motti talk about stuff and um, it did make me think though it's sort of a a generation thing like there's been I don't know if all these guys sort of come in cycles like he's Motti's like about the age of my dad so it feels like he's that that generation's moving on which is quite sad but um I don't know with with broadcasters though it feels like him and Barry Davis were around at the same time love them both very very different I kind of feel that the NFL is maybe 10 years behind it feels like there's a lot of voices that we're used to at the moment that are still still going that 10 years time won't be and that's going to creep up on us so like at, at the moment we've like Al Michaels is still still kicking around we've got like Jim Nance, Al Michaels, uh, CBS Titans get most of the CBS games. Like Greg Gumbel's got to be getting on. Kevin Harlan, Iron Eagle, they've they've all been doing it for twenty thirty years, and that's that sort of selfishly scares me. We're going to suddenly have like all these guys are, are going to be retiring, and they'll be they'll be youngsters who won't be as good. Um, nobody nobody since like you you can give me Guy Mowbray or whoever. Uh, but there's there's never going to be another Motti or a Barry Davis. Um, just change is bad. Um, these things these things never get they never get improved on. And like I, yeah, there are probably there'll be kids twenty years from now that it won't matter to. They'll have their voices that they all know from. But it's the ones when you're growing up that are your favourites, and that will never change. So rest in peace, Motti. There you go. Um. I'm going to end the podcast in a slightly strange way, um, rather than rather than us all saying saying tighten up. Um, we're going to hear from Miles and a little song he wrote um, about a guy who has left us. Um, so farewell, Randy Bullock, and take us away, Miles. 
I remember all my life Raining down as cold as ice Shadows of a man Face through a window Crying in the night The night goes into morning Just another day Happy people pass my way But looking in their eyes I see a memory I never realized How happy you made me already When you came and you gave without taking But the titan sent you away, oh Randy When you kicked, you stopped us from winning So we sent you away, oh Randy I miss you, sweet prince. And he 